Welcome to the program Dying to be Famous, a series about self-transformation and personal evolution despite and also using extreme life challenges and circumstances. I'm your host for the program, Robert Coleman. Episode 3, The Tower. This episode references the tower, an archetypal image of a tower being destroyed by lightning borrowed from the tarot. What could this card mean when it shows up in your life? The first segment of this episode, Radical Self-Honesty, explores the opening through which you might examine yourself and your circumstances in a completely new way. The second segment, The Tower Card, discusses the images and meanings of the tower card itself. And the third segment, Meanings and Messages, will help you explore how the symbols of the tower may apply to yourself and your circumstances. Radical Self-Honesty I don't know about you, but there have been points in my life where I would have preferred to respond or act differently in certain circumstances compared to what actually happened. Once or twice. To my credit, I'm one of those guys who wonders what the hell is up with me instead of wondering why everybody else is so bad. I'm just lazy. It's harder to figure everybody else out than just myself. Okay, not by much. Maybe a few tiny subatomic particles of difference. Or maybe there isn't any difference. What do I know? Anyway, that's how I operate. It really is harder to make other people do things than make myself do things, although, again, often not by much. So I spent years and years being interested in what lies under the hood of my own self. What I've learned is that some of the most discreditable and awful behaviors that I have exhibited aren't actually my real problems in the first place. When I have swung on the bell tower and yelled, Sanctuary! It has been because other unacknowledged and unseen aspects of myself have been bent out of shape and I haven't noticed them. Once properly acknowledged, they begin to discharge and heal or at least make for a lively conversation at the dinner table. But here's what I've noticed. To be able to work with and resolve these things requires what I call radical self-honesty. You have to be willing to acknowledge your own core truths, no matter how inappropriate, problematic, or just plain ornery they are. If something really hurt, you won't get better by looking the other way or trying to justify it. You felt what you felt. Radical self-honesty is about noticing what is there, not what you think should be there. Radical self-honesty makes it okay to acknowledge that you aren't always nice, healthy, or right-thinking. Now, lest you think this is about being a victim, this not only applies to the thumpings you have taken in life, but also ones that you've doled out. If you feel badly about things that you've done, where you skipped over your feelings and moved on to something else, not so fast, sailor. Your own feelings are locked in a cabinet waiting to yell at you the next time you open the drawer. 
And that particular drawer also has some of your favorite socks inside. So sooner or later, you're going to have to look in there. Awful, isn't it? I think so. There is no free lunch with respect to your own feelings and truths. And notice that your truths, those things that at your core are real for you, also apply here. You can't live a lie on the surface forever. All of these things are simply themselves and woe to the person who ignores or violates them. There's a problem with this. I'll bet you have already thought of all kinds of problems on your own, haven't you? Okay, the problem that I'm pointing out is that we don't want to think of ourselves in a negative fashion or we flip the other way and don't want to give ourselves appreciation and credit. What's up with that? We want to think of ourselves as righteous, good people who are right all the time or we are secretly terrified that we are so ghastly and awful that we can't bear to even think about it. Even rebellious, drug-addicted criminals would explain how what they are doing in life makes perfect sense, even if they tell you how bad they are and how much they hate themselves. We are invested in thinking and feeling certain ways about ourselves. And you can absolutely bet that the images we try to project to others are also carefully, if subconsciously, put together. Why does this matter? Because this is when the tower card may appear in your life. The tower card. Cue dramatic music here. I haven't licensed any dramatic music to use in my podcast, so you are just going to have to use your imagination. First, the tower card is a major card in the tarot. I love the tarot, and I'm an excellent reader. You know, I'm beginning to think that the statements I made in the last episode about my not being a new agey sort of guy are getting weaker by the episode. Maybe I will have to look into finger symbols after all. I don't know. If you look at the tower card from a traditional tarot deck, the images are quite daunting. A lightning bolt from above has blown up a tower, scattering all of the tower's inhabitants down to the earth. In my personal case, the lightning bolt went up a part of my body, if you know what I mean. The tower card therefore represents violent dissolution and destruction. It could be an earthquake, an angry divorce, the complete disruption of your life. This card sometimes represents blowing up something bad, but whether good or bad, it is a violent and radical disruption of the subject at hand. Question. When do you think the Tower card would show up for you? Think of it as a controlled or maybe even uncontrolled burn, clearing out with violent force, something breaking apart. I'd like to suggest that the card shows up when something has gone on or been overlooked too long. If we dump poisons into the environment too long, we eventually draw the tower card as a species. If you have unstated or unacknowledged major relationship issues behind the scenes, you lose your relationship or your partner. If you can't stand to work at your boring and tedious job another day, 
you get into a car accident. There's an old joke that says that experience is a terrible teacher. You get the test first, and then you receive the lesson. Meanings and Messages So how do you play your circumstances when life has dealt you the tower card? In my case, after I finally peeled myself off of the ceiling like a cartoon character and pumped myself up with a bicycle pump, I considered, perhaps I may have overlooked something. Given my serious cancer diagnosis, the previous statement had 20 exclamation points after it. If I'd read that statement aloud, hikers in the Grand Canyon would have paused and heard its echoes far, far away. If you're looking at your own circumstances, think of it as one of those pictures where there are little mistakes scattered all around the image. Clothes on a clothes rack without hangers. A girl with one shoe on and the other leg barefoot. An alien UFO eviscerating a field full of cows. That sort of thing. Try to step out of your habits and patterns and see things with fresh eyes. What's wrong with this picture? What about your relationships? Your feelings about yourself? Are you doing what you want to do in life? Any major unhandled issues? Are you avoiding something? Putting something off? This is not the time to think of yourself as a poor victim. You want to be a detective. Watson, come over here. I think I found something. Now, when you find one or more things that have dealt you the tower card, they will likely imply that you have to live differently, respond differently, do things differently. You likely won't even have a choice. The tower card never asks, Mother, may I? It flattens you, and then your response to its hidden messages will create the events for the next hand of cards. If you pay attention to the meanings and messages that come with the tower card, your next hand of cards will be more gentle and supportive. If you ignore the messages that are being sent to you, well, the next hand may also include another tower card. Believe me, they get old after a while. I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of Dying to be Famous. If you want to contact me, you can reach me at the email address dtbfrobert at gmail.com. That's dtbf, dying to be famous, Robert with no space, at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. And I also hope you'll listen to the next episode and pass it on if you think the series is interesting. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Be well. Be well.